We're your hosts, Emily Kosofsky and Emily Oliveira, and you're listening to Soul Shine, the act of being fucking awesome. This is a conversation between a therapist and a hairdresser about being human. We're on with Emily. And Emily. And Emily. Talking about our... The third one is our combined Emily force. Did we say Emily three times? Hmm? What? Did we say Emily and Emily and Emily? Mm-hmm. Did we? I think so. Oh, I don't remember that. Anyway, soul shine, act of being fucking awesome. Here we are. My <clears throat> heart radio. <laughs> Staples. Thank you, Staples. Thank you, Staples. We are talking about cultural conditioning. And by that, we mean everything that encompasses your worldview, the way you think, how you speak, act, address, your beliefs, et cetera. Like it's everything. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's your culture mm-hmm. is, your culture is your environment. It's your bubble. It's everything that got internalized. Yes. You like that word. I feel like you've used that word a lot since I've seen you today. Well, I also like the word conditioning. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think it offers a natural hope within it because we can decondition or recondition. Yeah. It's like working out. Um, mm-hmm. Conditioning the body. Mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. do you say that? That's a term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you and I were just kind of taking a few minutes to go over what we want the content of this episode to be, we quickly got to the overarching theme of reconditioning. Yes. Right? We're, co- we're, we're kind of, in a way, going off of the assumption that if we were to stop and kind of assess what has been internalized, then things would come up that we would want to actively change or improve. I'm thinking of like, it's like, what if, Everything just shut off and no one told you anything kind of like anymore. There's no more advertisements, no more movies, no more TV shows, no more any of that. Like, what would you think? What would be your thought process? Now no one's telling you, watch this, like this, do this. Mm -hmm. It was just a random thought that I had. Like, then what would people... Well, it reminds me of a question I like to ask in, in sessions sometimes, right? It's like, what would you do if, if you had a guarantee that everyone would support you or Mm. what would you do if you had a guarantee that the person, um, you know, responded in the way that you hope, hope they would Mm -hmm. or something like that. And it just really opens up a person's mind to being, um, speaking from their soul. Yeah. Like Speaking really, from the part that remains, I believe, untainted from like taking away all the noise. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by like everything like shuts off. You take away all that mm-hmm. outside noise. Like, what do you hear inside? And it's okay if you're kind of thinking about this and you're like, I don't know, nothing. I like that's cool. That's cool. That's awareness. That's awareness. Flex your almighty awareness muscle. Yes. And the word um, uncomfortable comes up a lot when we think about cultural conditioning. I mean, first off, it's really uncomfortable to acknowledge the the negatives, the, the shameful parts mm-hmm. of our belief system. Yes. Right? Yes. The, that's That's painful. That's hard to do. It's like stuff that even as a kid, 
Like your parents told you this. And even as a kid, you kind of cringed a little because you were like, no, but mm-hmm. like you're an adult and you're like, that's, that's just what you do. They're just like that. That's who they are. I've just always done it this way. Like, again, Autopilot. all those things are, yeah, they're fine because you think that you have this firm rooted belief in it, but it's like, it's cool to kind of second guess almost anything you've ever done, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's autopilot. It's coming off of autopilot and stopping and being like, all right, shit. We've always eaten goose on Christmas. I guess that's a German thing. Mm-hmm. We've always eaten goose. I don't even fucking like goose. But like you feel like your grandmother's coming over and you know how mad she's going to be that you didn't make a goose. <laughs> so it's just like. Don't be afraid to ruffle feathers. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was cute. Don't be afraid to ruffle feathers. <laughs> like y'all going to think about everything in your life and just be like, oh, is that well, me so or that is that my environment? Right. In that situation, grandma would be the authority figure who historically has had a say on what everything. you think. And so we wanted to introduce this concept of becoming your own authority figure. Yes. You what know, did you say? Wreck and destroy, rebuild. I said, Oop. demo day. <laughs> I said, destroy and rebuild. And I thought you brought up a really good point too, that part of the destroy. And, and by that, we mean, you know, like once you've acknowledged, like mm, family beliefs were a little racist there. Mm. Okay. Like that's, mm, that's, that's hard to one. see, but I see it now. Um, we also have to go through then a process of forgiveness. Yes. Oh, I wrote that. That's, yeah. that's number I wrote, one. I, on I wrote it down list. because of you. Did I, you? Yeah. This yeah. Is a, yeah. Number one on Give the list. Give credit where credit is due. You know, cause you're going to sit down with your grandparents or you're going to sit down even with your parents and you know what they might say or do things and you fucking cringe, but you kind of have to pause and be like, well, you know what? They were told this. And they were told this from their grandparents and their grandparents and their grandparents. And it's like, it's like kind of breaking that cycle of Mm -hmm. just things in your, I want to keep saying culture and environment because I don't want it to just be about like culturally like races or this and that, because it's Mm -hmm. like, no, your culture is your environment. It's, you know, you. Right, right. We're speaking speaking from the definition um, we gave at the beginning, right? That, that it's encompassing, all encompassing, really. Yes. Not yes. just your geography. Yes. So it's just like, I don't know what I was saying. Your ancestry. But you kind of ruffle some feathers. Well, and that's what you brought up before. <laughs> like, so we go through this process of forgiveness, shake things up. It's uncomfortable. And not that we can ever fully prepare for this, but just get ready for the the consequences, typically the emotional consequences mm-hmm. of going to the beat of our own drum, yeah. really. So you're just going to throw a um, a wrench in a, the holiday tradition, start your own. People are going to say, that's crazy. Yeah. That hurts our feelings. Like, oh, you can't just do this or mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was my thought process like a second ago? Damn it. It's nothing to do with Super Bowl. I was going to say some bullshit about the Super Bowl. Oh, well, you said people, you know, if people are going to call you crazy. Right. If you say you don't watch the Super Bowl. If you, well. If you're an American, <laughs> you, you consider yourself American. <laughs> well, not just the Super Bowl, just like social, <laughs> social norms, like just going against social norms. Like people look at you like you're crazy because 
you know, our culture is work, spend, be busy, mm-hmm. like busy, just fucking doing shit that's not serving you or actually really relevant because, you know, we're all just busy all the time. And then we connect, but we don't really connect. Mm-hmm. No one can see my fingers going connect, mm-hmm. you know, and then, connection. And then you like show off your shit. That's like not even that cool. You know, people like, oh, even if it's like you show off your fucking bullshit, which is, we'll talk about. Well, I think, so what you're talking about is this, this cycle of beliefs that feed into behaviors that aren't actually based in a person's values or um, beliefs that are coming from that, that little part that remains untainted uh, from all of our authority figures, the cultural conditioning. Oh, authority figures. That's why I couldn't do school. Because like, <laughs> just the... You know what? You know what? Now that we're talking about it. Well, no, because when you think, when you say authority figure, most people think like, oh, I don't know, the cops. I think the cops. I'm like, mm. oh, the authority figures, those people. But it's like, no, at any point in your life, when you're in preschool, the little aid that used to help, authority figure. Right. You know, your teachers, authority figures, your boss, authority figure, your parents, well, right, your because I mean, just authority who, figure. who you're observing. I mean, observation is, is the ooh, first ooh, step ooh, to conditioning. Most human behavior is learned through observation, imitation and modeling. Exactly. Says Albert Bandura. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we rarely source our stuff. There you go. That was Albert Bandura. Beautiful. I don't know who he is, but I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like, spent our whole life looking at something a certain way, looking at our family act a certain way. I think that's also why, like, you know, when people are in, say, like a shitty relationship, outsiders are always like, I can't believe that. Like, I can't believe it. And it's like, well, no, like, you know, that's what their family did. Maybe their family was really unhappy and they always stayed together because of the kids. Like, what do you expect the next person to do? Like that's right. Just what I mean, they if it were learned. easy or obvious, they would have done it already. Yeah. Or if they thought the same way you did. And I, they, well, a point I wanted to make earlier was this: um, just stopping to acknowledge that the vast majority of people in the world do not perceive the world that you do the way that you do. No, um, so fucking true. Yeah, it's hard to like actually tap into that. We just the ego naturally attaches, of course, to our own um, worldview. Well, I also feel like our worldview is just more known. Mm-hmm. So this is what we were saying before: the East, Eastern cultures, and Western cultures. So talking about cultural conditioning with my client today, you know, guys, family from India, talking about legit had this conversation with his buddies the other night, like. It's like, oh my God, we were just talking about this. And, um, you know, I was saying that the Western, which actually I have to even think about, like, are we East or West? Because, like, we're East Coast. But I'm like, oh, wait, we're the Western world. Like, there's even different worlds that Mm -hmm. they call us. But it's Mm -hmm. like, we don't really know shit about the Eastern world. And I'm not going to get into it, but looking up cultural conditioning, there were so many different reasons people made decisions over there based on, like, your family or this and that. Like, people would... Like clearly filtered through similar values, shared values. Like amongst Mm -mm. as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's like people don't 
step on other people for things. Like that's like not really a thing. And you know, like the way family dynamic is, but nevertheless, I don't know what I'm rambling about. Um, I was saying that the Western world doesn't know shit about Eastern culture, but the Eastern world knows so much about the Western world. And he even was like, yeah, that's true. Like, I'm sure if I asked like my cousins, like they know. And like everyone in another country, they watch our news. They know our things, the Kardashians and all that. It's like everyone's plugged into this fucking Western world of noise. But like, we don't know shit about like the Eastern world. And then- It's so true. And no, no wonder we need so much more education on cultural sensitivity. Right. So then I'm talking about cultures and all this and- what he was talking about with his friends is it takes three generations to break mm. some type of culture habit. Cause there's like, you know, he's in the middle. There's his parents. He has to like do mostly what his parents say. That's the culture. You know what I mean? And you know, he'd never go against like the grandmother or this and that, but it's like, he's then teaching his kids. Like, you know, it's okay to kind of, do that a little differently. So it takes, he's like, you know, we were saying it takes three generations to actually kind of break the habit of some of these things. That's a really powerful example. Right. I was like, about dope. just how much um, nurturing it takes, planting of seeds and patience and or like unraveling it, and let it unfold. being aware. Yeah. Yeah. And then like kind of understanding like, all right, I forgive my parents mm. and I'm, do this and I forgive myself for continuing to do this, but I'm also going to allow this. Yeah. Give myself permission. Next, yes. And yep. then give permission to that next generation to, you know, kind of go what, what they feel they need. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, that's, that's fucking deep, man. That is deep. That is, I mean, that's really powerful. Right. It's like I was saying to you, you know, um, we're talking about, West not knowing East. And when I Googled something like New York Times cultural conditioning, there wasn't really anything. I think the third, the third result was, um, do Americans need air conditioning? An article from New York Times. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? How, what? You're like, no, they where, need some fucking cultural conditioning. Where is this in the news? Why, why aren't we talking about this? The same thing with NPR. When I just Googled straight cultural conditioning, it was all these blog, you know, no disrespect to the, the bloggers, but it wasn't, yeah, it it's just true. was very underwhelming yeah. and concerning. Yes. Um, yeah. I feel like I got the exact same results. So then I just tried to like, I went into just searching about Eastern culture. Like, what are some highlights about Eastern culture? And then I'm like, oh, Western. And then I just took my own thoughts and flipped them together because there really isn't a big thing on that. But it's just, I don't know. Yeah. But like, literally conditioned by everything. So many variables. I want to throw a quote at you. Um, so before we're talking about like, get ready for the, the consequences if you are going to do, and that doesn't mean don't do it. It just means it's, just be it's not an easy road yeah. um, or, or it's a, a layered road. It's a beautiful road. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, so, okay. This comes from, um, um, the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And it's a wonderful book about, um, well, becoming a more empowered 
soulful person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this author is friends with Elizabeth Gilbert. Must be nice. And <laughs> you got excited. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an author. And she's also a podcast host. And oh, she's great. Oh. Um, so this is the quote. What is better? Uncomfortable truth or comfortable lies? Every truth is a kindness, even if it makes others uncomfortable. And so I'm just thinking of that example of your client, you know, and so, yes, it would make his grandparents uncomfortable, but it's also a kindness to his children himself, his culture to do what feels right. Yeah. Can you read that again? Slower, pausing between each line. What is better, uncomfortable truth or comfortable lies? Every truth is a kindness even if it makes others uncomfortable. I feel like those could be two separate things and just be even powerful on their own. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like every truth is a kindness. Since we're on it, I'm just going to throw out this other quote from Fuck the same yeah, book, Untamed. It. Okay. We are all bilingual. We speak the language of indoctrination, but our native tongue is the language of imagination. When we use the language of indoctrination with its should and shouldn't, right and wrong, good and bad, we are activating our minds. That's not what we're going for here. What he's implying is we're going for um, the language of our heart and souls. Mm, like um, the Hopi tribe. I think I've <laughs> talked about them before. They follow, they say, listen to you. To your heart, not mm-hmm. like your brain or yeah, something. Yeah, like, Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a Dalai Lama thing hanging up in the bathroom at work. And it says some shit like, um, we spend far too much time in this culture strengthening our minds, but not our hearts. Mm-hmm. And it goes on. There's like 10 other lines, but it's like, you know, we spend all this time school and, and this and that and education and jobs and knowing and learning and yeah, like not never, enough time orientated towards, towards like heart. your heart. And like, mm-hmm. honestly, just fucking listening. Mm-hmm. Like just fucking listening to like people and understanding not, you don't have to accept, understand, mm-hmm. and then make your next decision off of that, you know? But it's like, we don't ever listen to understand. That's one of those like seven mm-hmm. principle people. We don't listen. Seven habits of highly successful people. Exactly. Good book. Yep. Um like we never listen first to understand. Listen mm-hmm. first to understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. no one ever actually listens. Most people hear and are already responding in their head by the time the person's done talking. We don't ever listen to right. each other. And you're saying that, you know, I'm just realizing that we actually didn't um, start our episode with the an intention, which is kind of something that we've that we're wanting to do in season three. Um, and so I'm just going to like hit with intention right now. Yeah. I'm going to do it. All right, good. Let's do it now or never. Okay. Do it. Uh, oh, Oh, it's intention. like jumping in now or never Just do it. <laughs> Cannonball. Fuck yeah. Well, I think our intention actually is to make people a little uncomfortable. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love making people uncomfortable. Well, and we're uncomfortable with you. Yeah. Um, but that's that's where the good stuff happens. So true. You know? So true. You had um, a nice idea 
of, of finding one day a week for, for stillness. And of course there have been examples of this in, in religion or different cultures. Um, but to truly have a dedicated time, even a night or an hour where like the whole family doesn't go on devices. Just be closed. Mm-hmm. Like just be closed. Honestly, don't bother trying to get your family off of the device. Don't even bother. Don't even fucking bother going down that road. The only way that works truly is to lead by example. It sounds so fucking dumb, but if you tell your whole family, we're putting the phones down now. No, but like the more you start to do something, the more someone else is going to want to do something. So that's Close taking yourself. It, taking it back yeah. to the beginning of how how could we model? What do we want to be modeling? Yes. For that's, ourselves, that's our children, and our conditioning your peers. family. How yeah. do you want to condition mm-hmm. that word sounds a little extreme in that sentence, but how do you want to condition your family? Well, condition them I that agree. after 5.30, you know, we had supper. I don't know. We don't really get supper. down with, <laughs> we don't really get down with, you know, whatever it is mm-hmm. after this time. Get down, get down, get down. Um, yeah, you had a really beautiful quote. I did. Or, or like a, a final. Oh, my intention. Like, there's something I resonated with that you read. Uh, take the time to fully understand oh. other people. Be humble and courageous. And always remember to listen. Mm-hmm. Was it that? Yeah. Oh, Be cool. humble and courageous. Yeah. I think that's a really good. Yeah. Those are, those are, um, traits that are definitely required for this process Yeah, of con- cultural reconditioning. Yes. Um, because I think whenever we have shame, we have to practice humility. Um, I don't know. And then definitely courage to ruffle those feathers. <laughs> I once had, so I used to go to Maine every summer um, and my aunt's aunts. So just these two, two little old ladies, um, with a main accent. One of them was Doriel. She says, I, Are these I, the ones that came to your wedding? No, no, no. Didn't this you have like an ago. aunt um, to your wedding or something? Yeah. That's not that. Different. Uh, okay. So <laughs> this is me. <laughs> little lady. Different aunt. Doriel. Doriel. And she's just like, nothing with feathers. <laughs> nothing with feathers. Oh, she sounds great. Them. Oh my gosh. Absolutely wonderful. She, need she got me devil dogs every summer when I was oh. growing up. She's like, they're, they're in the, they're in the, the cabinet. cabinet up there, darling. <laughs> so cute. Oh. Um, glad we brought this. This is like, I mean, this topic would be healthy at any time to discuss, but it seems particularly pertinent now with just everything that's going on in the world. So fucked up. Like, holy shit. When we talk about energy. We're going to talk about the spiritual crisis. Oh, we're going to energy crisis. About energy. That, uh, I know. Fuck that one up, but it's all right. <laughs> we're forgiving ourselves. We're going to do right. it again. Yes. Forgive. Move on. Mm-hmm. Forgive your family. Forgive your school. Forgive yourself. A little challenge for y'all just to think about where you got your cultural conditioning from. Don't forget that encompasses like every freaking thing that you think, act, speak. What you wear. Make assumptions, what you wear. Da, da, da. What you eat. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of damn things. Right. Try something new. Try a different, you know, or we're in the world of takeout now. Yo, did you ever do one of those like multicultural days in school growing up? Oh yeah. Oh, those are fun. 
<gasps> eating food from all different countries, oh making gosh, weird you ass you all shit. Do a virtual cultural day with oh, your friends. That'd be cool. <gasps> I remember I did Finland. I believe it was. Yeah, I don't. Me and Michelle Devoe. We picked Finland. Good job, you guys. <laughs> we like froze a big bowl of water and it was like ice something. I don't <laughs> fucking know. But like These people, are the fjords. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I have no idea. I don't remember I shit about Finland. Do want to go. But yeah, I did. Multicultural um, day was so much fun. I did France and I wore a oh, beret really? and we made crepes. <gasps> it was so fun. Have you ever <gasps> been to crepes. France? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was, I think like 12 or 13. Did you have any grapes? It's really not a great time to go because you're around, imagine. you know, like you're just already so awkward. Right. It's all around these fabulous French people who don't like you. Oh, that's not fair. I thought all the French were really nice. <gasps> okay. Yeah. It was me. I was very insecure at the time. I'd that's like to go bad. back now. That's mm-hmm. too bad. But mm-hmm. 12 year olds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we like, we suck at that age. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what we're doing. We don't really understand. We're just taking it all in, getting conditioned. Yeah. We just, just have to sit tight till we you know, go to therapy in six, eight years yeah. and yeah. recondition yourself. Why all the right. fuck do they kiss on both cheeks in this country? That's weird. I don't want to kiss you. <laughs> Fucking 12 year old. People think differently than you. Yeah, shut okay. the fuck up. Some people have different views. <gasps> hey, hey, hey. Compassion. I'm sorry. I'm all right. sorry. I'm going to show compassion to my 12 year old self. Thank you. I'm sorry. All right. Man up, 12 year old Emily. Not you. This Emily. Oh, okay, okay. You, you have your own inner dialogue. I have a different inner coach. Uh, all right. So is that it? Is mm-hmm. that what we got for right now? Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Okay. Cool. Think about it. What was we'll your intention you again? Time. Wait, that was really nice. It was simple. Make you uncomfortable. Ah, set the intention to make you uncomfortable. Let's be succeeded. Let's get uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Soulshine Podcast. You can email us at soulshinepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear ideas for future shows and even get you on here to shoot the shit and tell us your story. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And most importantly, don't forget to let your soul shine. <laughs>